Hello. I have an invitation to tea with the Queen. Yes, Emma's been expecting you. Please come in. I think that we just massively underestimate, especially as women, our own capability and awesomeness. And it, it's changed. It's changed my life completely. Yeah. Sometimes I think you go through this journey as a business owner and think you're a bit crazy. You're like, who am I to have this dream? Well, I just think women are hard on themselves. I wish I had been more confident in what I was capable of. But I feel like you do what feels right for you, then that's going to be always on brand. Women, our natural inclination is to be pleasers and to put other people before self. I've never had a tea with the Queen before and this is such a pleasure. (laughs) Hello, I'm Emma McQueen and welcome to Tea with the Queen. It all starts with a plan. Then comes a dash of stability, a sprinkling of strategy, all mixed in with the right mindset. They're the ingredients of getting your shoes in order with running a successful business, according to my guest today. Andrea Pierce is the founder of Dream Accounting and Business Advisory. She's also known as the extroverted accountant. You'll understand why very shortly. We get down to the nitty gritty in this episode. If you're starting a business or have been running one for a while, we go through some of the financial challenges you may face. It often comes down to not being educated enough on the money side and not having the confidence to charge enough. Yep, you'll get a lot out of this episode. Andrea, so excited to have you on Tea with the Queen. I'm super excited to be here, Emma. You call yourself the extroverted accountant. I didn't even know that something like that existed. That's right. (laughs) I am definitely an extrovert. Anyone that knows me and even those that don't that see me uh, will know that I'm an extrovert. Uh, So I just decided to own it. And so I became the extroverted accountant. But yes, there's a few of us out there and we usually are in the centre of the room taking up all the attention. Andrea, next thing you're going to tell me you're a proactive accountant and then that will make me squawk like a chicken. Yes, proactive is one of those words that a lot of people use, um, but I'm not sure that they actually integrate and execute. So yes, what would you like to know about my proactiveness? (laughs) Well, actually what I want to know about is your name. You have the name Dream Accounting. I love that name. Most accounting names are boring and old-fashioned and stodgy like BB and Smith and Partners, but you chose Dream Accounting. Why? Yeah, great question. There is a little bit of a backstory, which I'll tell you, um, but it was mostly about not being like everybody else. And so I was trying to decide on a new name for the business. I, I had Andy Tax Services there for a while, but that wasn't cutting it. And I was walking through Target and I saw a sign that said Dream And then I said, that's it. I did get criticised that it sounded a little sleepy, um, but again, I just went with it. (laughs) There's nothing sleepy about you. Everyone who knows you knows there's nothing sleepy about you, so that's perfect. Indeed, indeed. I love that. I mean, most accountants offer the basics, compliance with BAS, tax return, but you go a little bit beyond that. Is that right? Talk to us about that. Yeah, sure. Um, I love talking about that. Accountants are well known because we take care of the tax stuff. All all things tax usually fall into the accounting space, which is absolutely accurate. But there's sort of two pathways to what we can do. There's what we call compliance, which you mentioned, which is all the things that we must do. And then there's a whole other space that we call advisory, where we start to look at the future rather than the past. And we look at what we can do to help businesses grow, help them stay on top of their cash flow and, and all of those 
magical things I see them. I think as as an industry as a whole, we don't do a great job at educating people that we are capable of doing this. But I find it my mission to make sure that that education is there and that there is more support that's available to people, but it's a completely different space. But accountants generally are more than capable of doing it and it's the bit that I love the most. I love that. And what's your own background? Yeah, um, so I was born in 1979. No, I was, but let's not go back that far. <laughs> not go back um, that far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I've done the university degree. I've worked in large practices and worked my way up the ranks, worked all the long hours, and I was desperate to do it differently. So that's why Dream Accounting was born. But I've now clocked up 20 years of experience, which makes me second guess myself. But um, 1979 probably tells the story. And I've worked in public practice. I've worked within a building construction as an internal accountant. So I've seen things from both ways. But to be completely honest with you, the most that I've learned has been through being in business myself. It's the skills that I have applied through the knowledge and expertise I've gained through education and the journey itself. Yeah. What do you see some of the biggest mistakes business owners makes with their tax and their accounting, especially when they're first starting out in those first few years? Yeah, it's it's a tough one because I, I really do appreciate that businesses are starting out don't necessarily have a lot of resources and cash flow and there's quite a lot of fear that's attached to, you know, investing in something that may not be sustainable. But the reality is that that's when people need the help the most. So if I was able to pick something, it's probably not getting the right advice early enough, which could then set them up to be able to do it themselves. At the start is not the time to try and do it yourself. Yeah. And tell me, do you reckon this sometimes comes down to money mindset? I mean, I was at a function a couple of weeks ago and we talked about what do we learn in school? We don't learn about money mindset. Do you reckon that's what holds a lot of people back? Oh, a hundred percent. And like, I'm, I'm huge on the money mindset. I'm actually in the process of doing some training around that because I think it is so integral. And it's funny that you mentioned about not learning at school, because that's something else I'm very passionate about. I have no idea why it's not included in the curriculum, but I'm going to change that. But yeah, it's, it's this ingrained, embedded scarcity mindset that for the best part, all of us hold a little bit of um, just through our upbringing and through the way that, that the world is. Now, I back that up with saying that there's a whole breed of people out there that are completely the other side and are going to manifest everything. They're going to be famous YouTubers <laughs> and they're going to do all the things. <laughs> Stop it. I think manifesting is great, but I also think marketing behind the manifesting helps too, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's right. And that's and that, for me, that's the unique blend of, you know, personal development and, and the right mindset behind things structured in with some stability, a plan and a strategy. And, you know, that's basically the premise of what we do is to bring those two things together. Yeah, it's so tricky, isn't it? I agree about the school thing. I think, I mean, even in my job, I see lots of women who are dealing with self-confidence issues, self-worth issues. And I think to myself, right, I'm going to change that. I'm going to go back to primary school and I'm going to build those little girls up so that at the other end, we're not putting them back together, which makes me super sad. So I'm on your bandwagon. Yeah. Yep. Amazing. We're in tough times. People are struggling. Business owners are struggling. Inflation's on the rise. Living expenses are going through the roof. Are you seeing businesses struggling and what can they do? Yeah, it's a tough one. The struggle is real, Emma. Not going to lie about that. And I'm seeing it and I've been seeing it for several years now off the back of the pandemic. 
I wish I had an answer that could solve everyone's problems. And some people might not like what I'm about to say, but it is about being the best, being the best at what you do, sharpening your tools, allowing yourself to stand out and be the value that you know you can be because nothing's going to change the economics and we have little control about that. What we can control is what we can deliver and the value that we add. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I feel for people who haven't invested in their branding or the positioning or their visibility over the last few years, but also know they can do that now. There's nothing stopping people from stepping up and doing that now. Yeah, that's absolutely right. We, I had a, um, a bit of a get together with one of the politicians that came to Oruwadonga and he asked me what was the struggles that I was seeing and what's the biggest issue. And I said, lack of profitability. And that can be addressed through getting the help that you need to be able to see what that looks like. Yeah, that's a good point because like we have discussed, some people don't necessarily know the difference between revenue and profit and what that actually means. And what I see in my business is that people are not making enough of a profit margin and then therefore their back's against the wall and it feels really hard to pay the expenses that they've got month in, month out. So I love that. Yeah. If I can tell you one more thing, the work that I do with people in the profitability analysis area is that we go from a space where they feel like they're being greedy or that charging more is disadvantaging their clients. When I do this work and I show them that unless they do that, then they're actually not making any money. We come from a place of confidence and power and that I need to do this as opposed to that feeling like, oh, I can't possibly charge that. I need to charge that. Yeah. And it's all wrapped up in self-worth, right? Especially women, it's wrapped up. We don't want to be seen as greedy. We want to make an impact. We're not in it for the money, you know, all the stuff. And I'm just like, you can have impact and you can make money. Like finances in the hands of women means more money into the community. Like let's all just make an impact. Exactly. The ripple effect. Yeah. That's exactly right. And we, as employers in particular, we have an obligation for a sustainable business, guys. Like, we have to do what we have to do in order to be able to feed everybody. Yeah, totally. Love it. Girl after my own heart. <laughs> From the photos on your website, and I know you've had just some done, it looks like you've got a pretty happy, dedicated and loyal team that work with you. Accounting firms are all competing for good accountants. Hell, everyone's competing for good staff at the moment. How do you find the right people for you? Oh, I really love that question. And, and yes, we're, we're very proud of the website and also of the photos that we've had taken. So check it out, people. I think you said the operative word there when it was with me, not for me. So it is so much of a team collaboration. Like one of my highest values is belonging and community and collaboration. And so that just filters into the workplace. So the reason why is patience. I waited for the right person to come and didn't hire or the right people, I should say, I didn't hire just because we were desperate, because it is so important that we maintain that team approach and that we all rise together. Yeah. How long has dream accounting been going? Um, it sounds like there's a few versions of it beforehand. but how long A few you- versions of it, but yeah, this October will be my 10th year in business. So we've got, we've got all the 10s going at the moment. We've just grown to a team of 10 and it's the 10th year in business. Who's your target market? Who mainly do you service? Yeah, I've certainly done a lot of exploration over the years of what what the avatar is and and the things that we do. And for me, it comes back to me. I am 
my target market. So I'm a driven and ambitious businesswoman and I, I want to do better. I want to change the world and I'm looking for help to do that in the spaces that I'm not necessarily strong. Yeah, right. Okay. So a business owner with some skin in the game, they've been around for a little while. They're not probably brand new, although it does sound like brand new would be amazing because you set yourself up right. But they've been in the game, they've had a few runs on the board, and now they're like, I almost need to level up. Correct. Yeah. I talk a lot about the CEO mindset and yeah, exactly what you say, leveling up. Where can we go to have a more sustainable business to stop the the cycle of not knowing what's next? Because we just get trapped in that. So it's not necessarily about moving out of the business because a lot of people love what they do, but how can we ensure sustainability? How can we pay our staff more through running this machine a bit better. And I talk about the different levers that we can move within a business, the mechanics of business. I use a lot of analogies to things because that's how I think. And yeah, it becomes a bit of a, I want to say game, but you know, like we can look at it differently. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. What do you see as a business owner yourself, 10 years, what's really helped you to thrive? Mm. Great question. And this is where my vulnerability will step in and me say that I did not address my numbers well enough. I'm an accountant that should be all over that, but I have made the same mistakes that probably most of you have made. And the way that I found out of that was implementing methodology and looking at my numbers and combining that with the passion that I had, combining that with all the personal development work I'd done. It was, again, that unique blend of those two things. Yeah, it's so interesting. It's like the mechanic with a broken down car, the carpenter with a half-finished house, the irony of our own experience, right? Yeah. What would you say from your point of view makes a successful business? It's not just about the numbers, right? There's so many other factors. What's your point of view on it? A successful business is sustainability, and I use that word not in a sense that people think about environmental sustainability, but as in long game. So a lot of businesses can have a very good year, they can have a very good six months, but a great business is one that can continue to pivot, continue to make the decisions that are required to continually do that, no matter the circumstances. Do you, when you work with your clients, when you're doing the advisory work, do you talk about their revenue streams? Do you talk about ditching time for money? Do you talk about ways to leverage their time? All of that kind of thing? All of the above. And yeah, the work that I do, and I call it a Know Your Numbers deep dive, is where we dive right into it. We look at historical, we forecast the future, and we dive in to see what we can do to change things up. Because like I said, it is a little bit of a machine. Don't get me wrong, there's a lot of human involved in this too, and that's where we bring that stuff in. So when we combine those things, like I said, the magic happens. But yes, it's absolutely about checking the metrics, understanding how to look at those metrics I can uh, guarantee that I can turn a inverted commas, not a numbers person, into someone that thrives looking at that data. Oh, well, that's well needed, right? The amount of conversations, very basic conversations that I have with people through my clarity calls and discovery calls. And I talk to them about what's your revenue? I had one a couple of weeks ago. What's your revenue? $50,000. Great. What's your profit? She's like $50,000. I'm like, those two things can't really be the same. (laughs) She's like, what's the difference? And I'm like, Wow. So there's a lot of education that's necessary out there, right? There really is. Mm. Yeah. And and it's that people feel like they should know it, but they don't know it, but they don't want to say they don't know it. 
Yeah, we welcome them with open arms because that's where we can really help in that education space. And that's probably one of our biggest points of difference is our willingness to teach. Yeah, you need to have a little numbers anonymous class where people can yeah, <laughs> I like that. and I also know that you're a little bit on the speaking circuit so if anyone wants a speaker an extroverted accountant Ooh, speaker yes. that's my uh that's my big hairy goal yeah that's where it's at I love it thank you so much thanks for your time you've been amazing and uh your energy is contagious and your hair's rocking so we're very happy to have you <laughs> <laughs> thank you girlfriend Thanks for listening to Tea with the Queen. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help to get the word out. For more about me, please visit emmamcqueen.com.au and I look forward to your company next episode. Goodbye. Thank you for coming.